0: Oliver Twist, you familiar with that book? Oliver Twist, the book by Charles Dickens, has been made into a movie several times, a few times. I'm most familiar with the 1968 version of Oliver Twist. And the reason is this, because my elementary class took a field trip to see the film. If you've seen the film, if you've seen the movie, the 1968 version of Oliver Twist, you'll never forget perhaps its most memorable scene. The scene where all of the orphans are eating their meager portion of porridge, and then little Oliver Twist does the unthinkable. He gets up from the table. He makes his way to the front, to the scary couple running the place, and he asks for more, for more. You remember that? He says, please, sir, I want some more. Please, sir, I want some more. One thing you can credit Oliver with, was with boldness. Amen. There was no other kid that approached and went up there to ask for more, but little Oliver, he had it in him. He had it in him on that day, on that occasion, in that story to go up to that front and to ask for more porridge. Oliver, as the story goes, did not get more Uh, If you'll remember, he was escorted while he ran around the (laughs) thing for a little while. They finally caught him, and they took him, the governor of the workhouse there, took him into his quarters to be punished. Now, in contrast, kingdom citizens who were once orphans but have become adopted sons and daughters are taught to have boldness as well to approach the king. Of kings, to approach the throne of grace. We approach not a scary governor, but a loving king, and we approach the throne of grace. Now, tonight in our text, we are taught, Jesus teaches, we are taught by our king how we are to approach him and to continue to approach him. First, we're taught that we can approach him. We're taught that we can approach Him and that we can continue to approach Him. Secondly, we're taught how to approach Him. If you feel alone in the world, Christian, you need not. We have a loving Father and a graceful King that we can approach, and He teaches us how to approach Him. Amen? Tonight, we'll see how to approach the throne of grace, and in turn, we'll learn how we should treat other people as well. And so tonight, again, just a couple of points, just to keep everything simple. The first one is this, ask, seek, and knock. Let's pick it up, verse 7 of chapter 7 of the Gospel of Matthew. It says this, ask, and it will be given to you, seek, seek, And you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil... Know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Ask, seek, and knock. This is how we are to continue to approach our King, to approach the throne of grace. Here we're taught the posture of following Christ. What's that posture? Asking, seeking, and knocking. We're taught the way. We're taught the way to approach the king. Ask, seek, and knock. We're taught the way to approach the throne of grace. Now, there, there is a particular comedian. Are you guys with me so far? You guys, you, you guys with me through the, through the introduction? Amen? We made it through to this point, right? Now, there is a comedian who uh, he does a whole bit on giving to panhandlers. And he says that where he lives, he lives in a city, and where he lives, that the, the that he doesn't have enough change to meet the demand uh, in terms of those panhandling. And so he adopted a policy in terms of giving to the panhandlers, and he decided to give to the. Panhandlers who had the best approach, who had the best approach as they came to him, and one guy comes and he stumbles out of a bush and he says, "Hey, can you can you help a guy out?" And, and and he's all freaked out and he's like, "No, no, no." But another guy was like, "Hey, you know, down on my luck, can you help help out help out a guy?" He's like, "Yeah, here's a couple dollars. Get yourself something. Get yourself something to eat." So he adopts this whole. Thing based on the presentation now Jesus tells us to ask to come to present ourselves before him to approach the throne of grace and he gives us the way to do it he gives us the presentation he gives us the way to continue to come before him and he says ask seek and knock now the first point in this whole th- triple approach is asking. And he says ask and you will receive. The person who asks will receive. The point we need to learn here in what Jesus is saying is that we need to ask. We're 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 asked to ask. He's giving us permission. He's saying, "Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Whatever's on your heart, whatever it is, bring it to me. Ask of me. Ask of me. Ask and and so we're 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 given that opportunity, we're given that liberty. If you feel that that it's all right to ask of uh, something of God, then then go ahead and ask. Go ahead and ask the Lord. Approach him. You'll you'll ref, you'll first remember how Jesus taught us to pray though. He says, "When you pray, pray like this." And then he says, you know, to pray for the will of the Father, right? Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so we constantly want to be asking for the will of God in our lives, but we want to be going to God and we want to be asking of things. He, he's a big God. He can handle. He can handle the requests. Now, James, uh, in his epistle, actually brings up some points about this whole thing. And in James chapter 4, verse I believe it's three, I think. Uh, yeah, it's James chapter four, verse three. He says, you have not because you ask not. And the, the principle here is James is saying is we, we've got to ask. Don't give up on asking. God is a God. He sits on the throne. He wants to bestow good things. He's in that same epistle of James. He's the father of lights. Every good thing comes down from the father of lights. And so we need to go to him. We need to ask. In the first chapter of James, he told one of the things he told us, one of the things that we should ask for. He says in verse five of chapter one, "If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Sounds like to me that if anyone needs wisdom that the Bible's pretty clear on you being able to receive it from God, that if, that if you need wisdom, that if, you, if you need the mind of God on something, you need the mind of God on the decision." on a direction, on which way to go, that it seems to me that God is pretty clear in his word that we can approach the throne of grace and we can seek and ask for the wisdom of God. He says, who gives to all liberally without reproach, and it will be given to him. God wants us to ask. James says, you have not because you ask not. I wonder how much we don't have because we haven't asked. Or maybe we're very limited in what we ask for. And I wonder how much we don't have because we don't ask. Now, I'm one of these people. I always ask for an upgrade when I check into a hotel. Amen? Uh, and, I, and, 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 and let me be clear here. I, I learned this from my father. I learned this. This is the way to do it. You, you ask you, you have not because you ask not when you're checking into a hotel. Hey, do you have an oceanfront room? Do you have an extra suite laying around back there that you can check me into? Amen? I always ask for a, an upgrade. I ask for a discount everywhere I go. I've been turned down a lot, but I've also received a lot of discounts. Amen? Now Now, my kids... Joke with me, even my friends in college. I remember when I was in college and I had learned this from my father ask for a discount. Ask for a discount. And, I, and we were walking in the mall over in Lakeland. We were freshmen, and we went over to the, 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 the mall there, Lakeland Square, and we're walking back in the day when there was record stores, right? Back when there was record stores. And, and we were walking, and we were in the store. We were in the, looking at all the CDs, and we were looking at this particular CD. And, and, and I remember looking at it. It was a new release, and I wanted it. And I said to my friend, I said, watch this. I'm going to get this on a discount. And he said, what? He looked at me and he said, what are you? Who are you? You know, what are you doing? I said, no, watch this. I'm going to get this for cheaper than this price tag on this, on this thing. And I, I found the manager and I said, um, can, can, can you do better than that? <laughs> Here it is, full on retail, Right. Would you believe I got that for cheaper? I got that CD for cheaper than the, than the price tag on there. And and ask, ask, ask for an upgrade when you check into a hotel. Ask for the, ask for the best room that they can give you. Amen. When you, get, when you get up to the rental car counter, do you have any free upgrades? And sometimes, sooner or later, they'll start offering you stuff when you walk up. You know, I walk up to places now. We were just up in Boston. I walked up and we said, we want to give you the... The Camaro for 36 extra dollars for the whole trip. Really? Done. Yeah, we were cruising around Boston, Massachusetts in a Camaro. Ask. It shows, here, here's what it, it shows when we ask of God, it shows that we have a reliance on Him. He wants us to be reliant on Him. He wants he's, he's our King. When we've come and we've given our life to Him, we've pledged our allegiance to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and He wants us to be fully reliant and fully dependent upon Him and, and to go to Him. And, and when we ask of Him, it shows a reliance and a dependence on God and an understanding that He can help in any the, every situation. You know? No, nothing is, you know, you see these two businesses, no order is too big or too small for us, right? You've seen these, these types of slogans and stuff. Yeah. Same thing with God. No request too big or too small. And, and, and that's the, that's the mindset that I believe that we've got to have as kingdom citizens, men and women throughout the Bible, Men and women of God in the Bible asked for some pretty big things. And I'm going to review some of them just as a matter of just to kind of get you thinking. I mean, the list is is exhaustive of the types of things, the mighty massive things that men and women in the Bible asked for because they believed God, because they trusted God, because they put their full hope in God. Jacob asked for God to bless him, wrestled the Lord all night. (laughs) Amen. Talk about asking. Moses asked to see God's glory. Joshua asked for a longer day. You say, I don't have enough time in the day. Ask. Joshua did. David asked for forgiveness. Solomon asked for wisdom. Elisha asked for a double portion of the anointing. A double portion that was on Elijah. Elijah the disciples asked for boldness. And it goes on and on and on and on. And so, the, so we've got to ask. And, and I, I believe that God would have us to ask for some mighty big things. We can ask for God for big things. Ask for big things and expect big things. It doesn't mean that we don't go around with any type of a haughty spirit. It doesn't mean that we go around with any type of um, uh, sense of entitlement as the king's kids or whatever. But it does mean that we're presenting our lives in such a way as fully dependent upon the power and provision of God in our lives. Now Jesus goes on here to describe for us the willingness of God to give us when we ask. He says, uh, look at that, uh, verse 9, uh, well, we'll back to verse 8. He says, for everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be open." But look at verse 9. Or what man is there among you, who if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? God, we, we, we know how to give good things. We know how to give presents. We know how to, to, to provide. Amen? How much more of us being fallen human beings, how much more our Heavenly Father knows how to give good things to those who ask him? If your son or daughter asks you for a, 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 a slice of bread or a sandwich, you know, ask for a sandwich, you're not, you're not going to give them a, a stone. You're going to give them a sandwich. If he asks for a fish taco, you have, to see, you have to update this a little bit, for you, you know. <laughs> see, back then it was a fish. Now it's a fish taco, right? If your son or daughter asks you for a fish taco, you're not going to turn away, give them a serpent taco. No, you're going to give him a fish taco, amen? God will give us the real thing. When he gives us, he gives. When he he forgives, he forgives. It's the real thing. When he he showers us with love, he showers it. He gives us his love. He gives us all of his love. He gives us his mercy. He gives us his grace. And it's the real thing, And and he gives it. How much more will your heavenly Father give good things to those who ask? So ask, and you will receive, is the principle. Next, the next principle in approaching the king is seeking. The principle is this, seek, and you will find. Look at it there in verse 7. We'll read it again. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. So Jesus presents this aspect of of, of approaching him. Seek and you will find. Now, I believe that this is true, that we seek after that which we want to find. Nobody goes and says, you know what, I, do, I have no desire to find this, but I'm going to spend a couple hours looking. No, nobody does that. We seek what we want to find, and and, and we've got to to desire the Lord. We've got to desire the things of the Lord. We've got to desire the will of the Lord for our lives and so that we can seek it, and he's going to allow us to find it. The question is, what do you want, though? What do you want, and what are you willing to seek? You have to seek after it. You have to do those things that are seeking-type things. Seek the Lord. Seek his will. Seek seek out his counsel and his word. Seek his direction. If if he's put a calling in your life, if he's put a direction in your life, seek those things out. And see, as, as, as you seek and seek and seek, see how he begins to just unfold the plan in your life, how you'll find it. You'll find the plan of God as you seek the will of the Lord in your life. Jesus says, seek and you will find. Finding is the reward of seeking. Finding is the reward of seeking. Now, some people want to find without seeking. <laughs> right? They want to find without seeking. Oh ho, look what I found. You know, it's like, it's like when you're just kind of walking around, kicking, kicking around, and you're like, oh, what is this? You know? It's a $20 bill. You look around, no one, whose is it? You know, you step on it. Does anybody see that? No, no, no. Okay, let me, yeah, all right. No, no, no. This isn't, this isn't just finding something just haphazardly. It's seeking. It's seeking the things of the Lord. It's seeking the kingdom. We talked about it last week. Seek first the kingdom, and you'll find it. And it will be abundant in your life. The principles of the kingdom will, will rule your life. The Lord will be number one in your life. If you'll seek the kingdom, you'll find it. Amen? Yeah, seeking without finding—it it don't work that way. Amen. Jeremiah, though, twenty-nine, thirteen, it says this: "And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart." Man, it, nothing greater to ever seek for and find than the Lord Himself. Amen. He's our, he is our reward. He is a, the the kingdom citizen actually has to the, when when we mature as a kingdom citizen You know, you think, oh, Charles, what are you talking about tonight? Are you trying to tell us that you know to ask for stuff and and have some type of a long you know wish list? You know, a Christmas list? No, 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 no. What what, what I'm talking about is a maturing believer actually begins to realize that the Lord is the portion, the Lord is our reward, that the Lord we, we get Him, we get all of His, who He is, we get His love, we get His grace, we get His presence, we get that life that He has for us. Will seek him. Amen. And then lastly, that last part, he says, knock. He says, ask, seek, and knock. Knock, and the door will be open. Look at that. For verse 8. For everyone who seeks, for everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. God says, if you knock, it will be open. And so we knock at the door. we knock at the door so that it will be open to us. This is a principle for the kingdom for the believer in your life. The idea of, of knocking implies a couple things. The, the idea of knocking implies that there's a door there. there, there there's a door, there's a path, there's a, there's a, there's a gate, there's a door. And, and you could go through it, but, but but if you're knocking at a door, that means it's shut, right? It's shut at the time, and, and if you knock on it, God, it, got, it, could be, it could be a place where God would open it up to you. It, it, it really kind of connotates this idea that there will be resistance in this world. You know, it's, 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 it's not as if, you know, we go through this life and it's like some video game or something where there's just these golden arrows just pointing us. You know, go this way. Think this today. You know, it, you know wouldn't it be great if it you know, just had like some app, you know? And it was just, you know, we put in all of our, you know, we, we went and, and had our blood drawn, and they pulled out our DNA strand, and they put it into the computer, and they said, here, here you go. Just do this, and this will tell you what to do. You know, this will give you the golden arrows, what to do? No, you're going to come along and you're going to be seeking the Lord. You're going to be asking Him for things. You're going to be knocking on doors. And, 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 and that there's a possibility that that could be a doorway that God's going to open up to you. But there's going to, there's going to be resistance along the way to, to finding the will of the Lord. There'll, there'll be distraction. The enemy will come in, distract, steal away the word from you, the, the, the seed of the word that's been planted in your life. Distract you from from trying to to knock on the door that god 's put in front of you and, and, and so we 've got to to knock on the door. The image of knocking also implies that there 's a door that can be opened. There is a door that can be opened. Remember what Jesus said to the church at Philadelphia in, in, in revelation Revelation chapter three verse seven. This is actually how he introduced himself. To the church at Philadelphia, he says this. These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no no one opens. The next verse says, and and behold, I've set before you, Philadelphia, an open door that no man can shut. That's verse 8. So when we knock, God will open a door for us according to his will. He's the one that opens the doors. He's the one that opens the doors for, for his children, for his kingdom citizens. To, he'll open the door as we seek, as we knock on the door, that if it's God's will, he's going to open that door. If it's, if it's not, we want to be praying, God, you're the God who opens doors and shuts doors. You know, we need to be people that are mature enough to pray, to pray God, for God to shut doors. Knock on the door and it will be open. I pray sometimes, God, shut, you said in your word, you open doors and shut doors, shut all the doors. That I'm not to go through, God. Just shut them right down, lock them, throw them away. When I get up to them, just you know, it's just barred. You know, it's just, you know, got two by fours with, you know, keep out danger. You know, no, it, it don't happen like that either. Amen. We've got to be you you've got to have the wisdom of the Lord and the maturity in Christ to pray pray a prayer like that to pray god shut the door that's a great prayer to pray you know really with any with any major decision i was going to say any major decision but goodness gracious any decision of any substance you know hey we're going to go over here and do this we're going to buy this house God just shut the door if it's not your will. Oh, we're going to go over here and we're going to buy this car. God if 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 that's not the one. God, do you believe that? I I I believe God will lead you like that. God will steer steer you clear of of bad mistakes. I mean, hey, you know, hey, everybody's out there making decisions. Everybody's choosing. I want I got a I've got a God who knows the future. He's already, Matthew said it, he's the God that changes not. He's the first, the last, he's the Alpha and the Omega, He's the beginning and the end, And, and, and He's the God, He's the King of Kings. And so, hey, He's the one I'm asking if He's gonna He's gonna steer me in the right direction. When we knock, God will open a door according to His will. It may, you know, now we may we may knock on a door. And that's not the door, and there's a door over here, and we go down, and, and then there's the door that God opens. It it may not be, that's that's another mark of, of, of maturing as a believer. You know, so many people say, we're going to sit down and pray about this. Well, I didn't feel anything bad, so we're just going to go ahead and go in, a, you know, and it's another layer of maturity to go, you know. Hey, could 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 there be something else? Could there, is there something else that God is leading us in that direction? And 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 being mature in that way to realize, you know, God giving a I believe that if we're seeking God's will and we're asking for clarity with that, God's going to make that clear to us. Amen? People say, well, you know, how do I know it's God's will? You know, pray that God make it abundantly clear what you are to do, the step you are to take. And I, I, I believe that, that God will do that. Amen? Yes. So we just have to keep knocking. The principle in all these three actions is that we continue to do it, that we ask, that we keep asking, we seek, we keep seeking, we knock, we keep knocking. You know, as Christians, we got to be—we got to be people that don't give up approaching the King of Kings, and asking and seeking and knocking. You know, I think there's probably there's too many Christians that have just—they've just, just kind of pulled off. They've pulled off. You know, they're going along the highway and there's the scenic overlook and they 've just pulled off and said, "Well, you know this is it we 're just going this is we 're just going to camp out here and, and, and they 're not back on the road they 're not continuing they 've just kind of they 've settled in to where where they are and, and we 've got to be the people that uh, that continue to ask that continue to seek that continue to knock." You know that passage in Joel chapter two that talks about the spirit being poured out it, it says that that young men will see visions and and the and old men will dream dreams right and so I think there's a there's a thing there where we're 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 not to we're not to give up we're not to give up. You know, I, I I used to love what Pastor Chuck used to always say. You know? Well, you know, I, I, they they'd ask him about, "Well, when are you going to retire?" You know, and he he just would just that was the most foreign thing. You know, damn, retire? Retire and do what? <laughs> I'm going to just keep on doing what God's called me to do until, you know, he preached the message. That Sunday he passed away on Tuesday. You know? I mean, I'll bet you, Chuck. He he wanted to go in the pulpit. There it goes, to me. Hey, you know, he wanted to go out. He was close, and uh, that's what he did. Now, Jesus offers an analogy here. He offers the analogy of the 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 good father, or the the the, the, the we as human fathers not giving a stone when when asked for bread or not giving a serpent when asked for fish. We actually went through that a little bit earlier. Um, But I want to focus on that passage, the little text there where he says, uh, in the middle of verse 11, well, let's read it all. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? How much more? He asks the question. He says, how much more? I want, uh, it's a rhetorical question. Amen? It's a question where he asks the question. He doesn't give the answer. He just asks the question. He says, how much more? As if to, as if to connotate, I want you to think about this. I want you to think about how much more? Your heavenly father. This is what Spurgeon had to say about that. How much more, says our Lord? And he does not say how much more, but leaves that to our meditations. Wow, what, that's a, a good thought for us to think about. How much more? So, ask, seek, knock. Ask, and you will receive. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. Now... The last point here, verse 12. God's grace, God's goodness teaches us how to treat others. Let's look at it, verse 12. He says, Therefore, therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. This is known as the golden rule. You're familiar everyone's familiar with this. the golden rule, yeah, the golden rule is not it', it, it it's, it's been you know people like to have funny, funny games, you know they say things like the golden rule is the one who owns the gold makes the rules right that That's the golden rule. no, no, no that's not the golden rule. This has been called the Golden rule. Because it's 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 a it's a it's a it's golden, amen. It's it's gold. This rule is, is gold. Now, when Jesus said this in the Sermon on the Mount, people said, "Well, you know, Jesus didn't come up with that," and there he did not come up with it. It had been worded. From from the negative perspective, it was a saying that was known before Christ, but it was worded, it was phrased from the negative side of the coin, so to speak. It was said, you should not do to your neighbor what you don't want him to do to you. So it was a negative thing. It was, hey, stop hitting your brother because you don't want your brother to hit you. And, 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 and that's kind of the, the, the negative side of it. Jesus actually did do something brand new with this particular point. He, he, he words it in the, the positive, And he says, whatever you want men to do to you, do that to others. Don't, don't just, in a passive way, don't do, don't do what you don't want other people to do to you. That's good, too. But Jesus actually always takes it up a notch. Amen? You've heard it said. You've heard it said. You've heard it said. But I say to you, right? And so here again, he says, Therefore... If you're asking and seeking and knocking and you're receiving and finding and the doors are open to you because God is a gracious God and he is going to to, to give to you, he's going to allow you to find, he's going to allow you to be led through the open doors in your life because he's a good father who knows how to give good things to his people, to his children. Therefore, do to others what you would want them to do to you. There you go. So the grace of God teaches us how to live and, and, and it teaches us how to give. Because we're 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 called to be like God. I was thinking about this this way, and we'll draw it to a close. Amen. The temptation in the garden was to be like God, right? did God really say that if you eat this and such and such and all the lies of the devil and, uh, you know, the enemy says, but God knows that, that that if you do eat of this, that your eyes will be open and you'll be like God. And so they, they disobey God. There's one way to not be like God and that's to disobey him. <laughs> God can't dis- God can't, you know, you know turn back on his own nature. But then the call to the believer is to come and and become like God. His way the way that he's outlined it in Scripture, we're actually called to imitate God. We're actually called to forgive like God. We're actually called to be givers like God. We're actually called, be called, called to do things like God. We're called to be like God. We're his children. We have been made in, and are being made into the image of Christ. And 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 it's put this way in the New Testament. When we see him, we'll be like him. So we'll, we'll, we're, the call is to be like him, to emulate his character and who he is, his way. Amen? And so the Lord knows how to give good things to his children. And if we're learning to be like him, then we learn how to give good things. Amen? How to be proactive in, you know, going out of our way, you see, the other, the other, the other angle of it—the the negative angle—is is a passive thing. Just don't do, don't do anything to anybody else that you don't want them to do to you. And and, and Amen. That's great advice. But Jesus takes it and, and 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 turns it around. He says, "No, what I want you to do, therefore, is what you would want someone to do, to do to, for you. Do that. Do that to others." Treat, treat them like that. Be like that. And, 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 and this is what God wants to teach us. Amen? And so as we approach the Lord, we can't help but to become like him. Amen? If we continue to seek him, to approach him, we can't help but to be made like him. And so approach the king. Ask, seek, find. Or ask, seek, knock. Knock. And and do to others what you would have them do to you.